Good afternoon. Welcome to the Arsenal Way. Myself, Guy Clark and Bailey Keogh with you for the latest of our team predictor show here on the Arsenal Way. But we've predicted teams, we've predicted transfers and now with Arsenal still not in action for a little while, we're going to have a go at predicting the table. We're going to look through the next set of fixtures that have been confirmed. Of course, Arsenal have a number of games in hand, but the games with Tottenham and Chelsea still yet to be rearranged. But up until the next round of TV picks into the first weekend of April, we do know what is coming. And Bailey, we've uh, we've had a go, should we say. Experts by no means, as our other predictor shows have detailed, of uh, having a guess at what might unfold. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting to do, to say the least. Uh, it really puts it into a perspective what a chance Arsenal have to get in the top four and these next five games are going to be, for me, almost a decider if where where we will finish come towards the end of the season. And it really is hotting up, isn't it, that race? Mm. I, we're finding ourselves... I mean, for so long, we've been starved of a title race. Uh, I mean, the last one I can think of, of having these kind of feelings of watching the other teams and wanting to see them slip up, not just because I don't like them, but because I actually want to see them slip up to help Arsenal. was probably going back to 2015-16, to the mm. title race, I suppose, with Leicester until we slipped up, fell away, still finished second, of course, in a... Uh, in a two-horse race that didn't even involve us. But, uh, yeah, it, it is one of those, isn't it? You're finding yourselves yeah. weekly just looking to see what the others... And I've got to say before we start, we've discredited Wolves, not due to any sort of ill feeling towards them, but they, I think, seven points off Manchester United as it stands. We're not here to predict the whole league. We've got four teams to go through. We've got Manchester United, West Ham, of course, Arsenal and Tottenham Hotspur as well. But as I say, we are, even with Arsenal not playing at the moment, really keeping glued to what the others are getting up to. Absolutely. I'm excited. I'm excited to see because we haven't played for a while, as you said. And just every day I'm checking the Premier League table, I'm checking the fixture. I'm like, who's playing next West Ham? Who have they got? Okay, they can drop points there. Manchester United or who have they got? They can drop points there. It really is the everyday thing for Arsenal. Despite not playing, you have to keep your head in it. And hopefully, look, it's in our hands. Hopefully we can just get the results that's needed and finally break into the top four the first time in over half a decade. This year, I think we won't have a better chance. So it's got to happen. What's your feeling on, um, you, you, you kind of referencing it and, and, and looking at the table, is games in hand. Obviously, three at the moment that Arsenal have. Within the, the batch of fixtures we're going to talk, the Liverpool game does fall within that. But are you more of a, a, a point on the board kind of man yeah. or games in hand, you're automatically giving us nine points? Yeah, look, this season's been a big lesson more than any than any time. I think Manchester United, they've had their games in hand. Tottenham, they've had their games in hand. That hasn't worked. Even us at times, we've had our games in hand against Man City and it didn't work. I think for me, when I'm looking at the table now, I calculate just when we have the same amount of points and when we're ahead of the other team, I don't even look at the games played. I just look at, OK, look, we're here. I'm, I'm thinking of Sunday when uh, Manchester United play against Manchester City and we play against Watford, I believe. We go ahead of United. People are saying adding the three games in hand. I just eradicate that. I'm saying we go ahead of United. Yeah. That's it. That's what matters. I don't look at the games in hand, especially with our our game in hand, because I believe we have Chelsea, Liverpool, and and, and Tottenham. So and I really don't. Know. Away, aren't they? The only home yeah. game is Liverpool, and they're absolutely firing on all yeah. cylinders right now. Yeah. So I'm saying. So I don't really want to really count that. I just want to be ahead in the fourth place position, games in hand or not games in hand. I just want to be ahead of the other teams. Yeah, I mean, I actually, I actually look at it even oh, more perverse and in reverse at the moment because we we we've got what twenty four games 
played. I think I'm right yeah. in saying 45 points. I actually look at it and go, oh, well, we've only played 21 games. Because of the first three, I've just written off. <laughs> I actually look at it going, well, we picked up our points from 21 games and that just shows the yeah. form consistently now. Arsenal are displaying. But anyway, let's put the uh, fixtures on the board then. We're going to go through it in in sort of table order as it is right now. So the uh, team in possession of fourth right now, Manchester United. We've got their next four fixtures to look at. Includes Manchester City away, a home meeting with Tottenham. Asterix, there is the uh, away trip to Anfield in the Premier League. That because if Liverpool do get through their FA Cup tie with Norwich City, that will be the FA Cup sixth round weekend. So that game could well get moved. But we are, for all intents and purposes, saying that that Premier League weekend will go on unaffected and Leicester City at Old Trafford at the start of April as well. And I think I'm right in saying there, Bailey, looking at it, in four games, we think United are only going to win one and that's the final one of those. Leicester, yeah, I really do think so. I think if they were to win another game, it would be the one against Tottenham. But again, when Antonio goes to away ground, we saw what he did on the other end of Manchester, the Etihad, he got a sneaky win there. And I think he would do the same at Manchester United. I think he would play hard to, hard to beat. And I think Tottenham would just sneak something out of that. I think Manchester City, we know, I know, I think, I believe, I believe Manchester City's only won once at the Etihad against United since 2014. But I think Pep Guardiola needs to win this year. He's in a title race. And I don't think he'll allow your side to get anything other than a win. So I think Manchester United are guaranteed to lose that game against Liverpool at Anfield. No one wins there, if we're being honest. So Manchester United will also drop points there as well. And in the game against Leicester, I'll give them a bit with the win because Leicester, they're a bit they're weak at the moment, of course, under Brendan Rodgers. They're not doing great. And when they go to Old Trafford, they never usually do well. And I can see United just running running rampant, really, in that game. And I think they will finally get that win that they desperately need in the top four race in that match. Yeah, yeah you've given them a 3-0 win in that one as well. I mean, mm -hmm. Leicester aren't going great at the moment. For me, they've they've proven over a couple of seasons too good to maybe keep up that level of poor performance. But mm. like I say, <clears throat> at the moment, I'm really unconvinced with Manchester United. And I hope I'm not kind of putting the jinx on it because I think they've had 13 games in the Premier League under Ralph Rangnick. They've won seven, drawn five. They have only lost once in that time. But equally, they've played a number of teams who you would expect them routinely to be getting points against. Whereas, as we see in this next run of fixtures... Manchester City and Liverpool both away from home. And then they've got Tottenham to come as well. And as we say, Leicester City. So, yeah, you've gone for, well, we've both gone for a 2-0 win for Man City in the, the Manchester yeah. Derby. Both also won all draws with Tottenham the following week. You think Liverpool will eke out a 1-0 win at Anfield? I'm saying 2-0 to the Reds in that one. And then Leicester, a 3-0 win for Manchester United and a 1-0 win for Manchester United for you and I, respectively. So, tough in fixtures. that time, I think we're, we're, we're both, what, predicting four points, aren't we? Yeah, it's tough fixtures for you. I'm just looking at it now. That is tough. Yeah, I don't think you can get any harder than that, almost. It is really hard for Manchester United. It's not what you want. Of course, they had their... I remember uh, when there was a graphic of their beautiful run, I believe, from December to February, where they were playing suitable games, and they've really messed it up now. And now they've really dug themselves in a deep hole, and they're going to have to get results where... It's almost impossible. And those four games there are just a point of how tough it will be for United to get anything more than a win out of those four games, really. Yeah, when you when you add into the mix as well, their Champions League tie with Atletico yes. Madrid will be before that trip to Anfield off the back of playing Tottenham as well. Like you say, you, you, you couldn't really wish for a, a tougher set of fixtures. And thankfully, as, as, as Arsenal fans, that's exactly what Manchester United are being served up. Next on then to West Ham United. West Ham equally don't have the easiest run of fixtures. They've got a visit to 
Anfield to come. They host Aston Villa and Everton. And between those two home games, a trip to Tottenham Hotspur. Again, the game that could get affected by the FA Cup. Your thoughts on, on the fixtures for David Moyes' side? Yeah, it's tough for West Ham. Of course, they're going to be playing in the Europa League as well. So it gets even harder for them. So I believe it's against Seville as well. And they haven't got the greatest of squad depths with Antonio being the only, only striker. So I, think, I reckon they'll struggle for goals in those four in those four games coming up. I reckon they really will struggle for goals because Antonio is not in the greatest form either. And playing against Liverpool, Villa with Gerrard, of course, and the resurgence. Spurs away, it's never easy. And then Everton and Frank Lampard, they've got tough games. Of course, Everton... They're fighting for relegation, so they're going to battle hard to get a point at uh, way in the in East London. So it's going to be tough for for West Ham in all of those games. I think they're tough fixtures as well. There's no easy games at the moment. It's looking like for West Ham or Manchester United, is it? No, definitely. And like you say, there again, factor in the fact that I'm I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying every midweek before these games, they have got a cup game of sorts coming up. They've even got one ahead of going to. Liverpool this weekend, they've got the FA Cup game yeah. that they have with Southampton. And then, as you say, they go out to <clears throat> Seville first up to, to play Sevilla in that Europa League tie. Then home to West Ham the following week, they welcome Sevilla back to the London Stadium. And of course, they do have the uh, the Everton game coming up as well. And Everton, I think the closer and, and, and the later in the season you're going to face Everton, maybe the tougher the fixture is going to be if they're still down there and still battling. And, and Frank Lampard going back to West Ham, of course, no love lost there. Could well see. I actually personally, it's not my call why Wolves weren't in. I know it's not yours either, but... I actually was watching the game at the London Stadium at the weekend and I was hoping West Ham won because for me, the amount of games they've got coming up, the lack of squad squad depth, as you say, actually, I thought they take points off Wolves. I think Wolves, when it's all said and done, might actually finish above West Ham United. Mm-hmm. But equally, for the time being, you think it's Wolves knocked out of it and, and West Ham might just blow up themselves. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you there. I think West Ham, the fixtures list they have, the games they have to play. I'm more scared of Wolves personally. Wolves have got the they've even got a bit of depth than West Ham, and West Ham have got more games to play. So it is scary. So yeah, I'm, I was like you when West Ham scored, I wasn't scared. I was like, okay, I'll, you know what? I'll take that. So yeah, West Ham now they've put themselves in the race in the hat and wolves haven't. So we shall see how that goes. Yeah, just to clarify then, we both come for 3-0 wins for Liverpool over West Ham this weekend. Also both 2-1 to West Ham against Aston Villa the following week. Uh, you've given Spurs a 2-0 win at home to West Ham. I've gone for a one all draw in that one. And we've both gone for draws against Everton. You say 0-0, I say 1-1. So I'm giving West Ham five points in the run of fixtures. Again, you've gone for four points from four, which when you look at it like that, really isn't Champions League form at all, is it? Four points from four games. It's more relegation form. Yeah, yeah, it is more. It is, it's not the greatest of forms, but and again, I remember in previous top four races, I think towards the end, the final stretch, teams really start dropping points. I remember the 2018-19 season with Chelsea and uh, Arsenal when they were fighting for top four. It was like, they're fighting to see who loses, who loses more say, games. I you going to reference those Brighton and Palace games then. Oh, I was close. I was close, guy, but I couldn't do it. <laughs> no, definitely. No, that one still sends a uh, cold shiver down yeah. the back. get on to the Arsenal then five fixtures to come Watford away home games with Leicester and Liverpool that rearranged game one of the games in hand our away visit to Villa Park won't be affected due to the FA Cup with both sides out of it and then a visit to Crystal Palace on Monday the 4th of April in front of the Monday night football cameras Bailey this run of fixtures what do we say 
It's not easy either. They're not easy games either. They really are not easy games. I think we've got the easier games, as you'd like to say, compared to the other teams. But this is a really tough set of fixtures. I think Watford away, of course, under Royal Hodgson, got a draw against Manchester United. You don't know what can go on there. They might get a resurgence being at home. Liverpool uh, away at home, sorry. Just, you know how the result is. You know how the games be of Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp's side. That's never easy. Filo under Steven Gerrard, of course, the ground will be bumping, so it'll be hard to get a win there. And Crystal Palace on a Monday night, night man. I just have visions of 2016, I think it was 2016-17, when I think it was 3-0 we lost that day in Mustafi and Bellerin's performance. It just gives me nightmares. So anytime I see Selhurst Park sorry, on a Monday night, I just get shivers and I get nervous. So I have nightmares of that game. So that's why I awarded Crystal Palace the win for that. Yeah, see, I've given, I've, I've said we'll drop points in in both the visits to Villa Park and Crystal Palace. Mm. Likewise, grounds that historically I don't think we always maybe maybe having not looked kind of through it, maybe historically we do perform better than what we think. But equally, places that as much as the opposition, the actual venue intimidates yeah. maybe as much as as the team facing. I suppose, and again, not wanting to put any jinxes on it, but Watford, I think you make a really good point about their point at Old Trafford. We saw it in the last batch of fixtures. Burnley came to the Emirates and held out for a nil-nil draw. And then Manchester United faced them not long after. And we thought, well, of course, they're going to go and, uh, and and turn them over. Spurs, likewise, taking on Burnley at Turf Moor. And, and you saw that, that point for, for Burnley at uh, the Emirates was really crucial for them, actually, and proves actually maybe they're not quite the cannon fodder we thought when we, we did face them. And Watford might, off the back of that result against Manchester United, be buoyed. I do think they leak goals. In Ishmael Assar, though, they have an absolutely electric yeah. forward who, on the break, could cause a fair few problems. Um, so, yeah, uh, we've, we've both gone for wins. You said 3-1 Arsenal. I've said 2-1. The Leicester City game, I think, is is going to be crucial ahead of that um, game with with Liverpool to come in the midweek. And if you look at our fixtures as well, the Aston Villa game, and I think this has actually kind of been typical of Arsenal in recent times where we've had so many games in hand. We've not actually been playing when the other sides have played. And therefore, it's kind of taken the pressure off. As you see, we've got two Sunday games to come back to back with a Wednesday game midweek. The others aren't in action then. The Aston Villa game, it could be unlikely that any of the other top, uh, could be likely, sorry, any of the other top four rivals aren't in action due to the FA Cup. And we play on the Monday night, of course, uh, after everyone else has played with the Crystal Palace game. So whether that's the pressure getting ramped up because we have to keep pace or what has been likewise and what we've kind of predicted so far will actually be we know what's come, hopefully drop points for the rivals and actually a real chance to, to round home the benefit. Yeah, definitely. I think also when the isolated games, it feels like it's cup finals because there's no other games. It's just straight Arsenal focus. We know what you have to do. We've got a win. So it does give you that extra focus. I think it's good. You know what you have to do and what you have to get to, to achieve what you want. I think that's always a benefit rather than, to be fair, both sides, they both have their benefits, both have their cons, but I prefer to know what to do and what you need to get and then just go from there. And equally, I suppose that Palace game, as you say, might give you sort of dreaded fear. But actually, it's off the back of an international break and playing the Monday after that, it's even more rest because quite often we see players coming back on, on yeah. Wednesday. And in some cases, I mean, if, if Gabriel's away with Brazil, could even be the Thursday that, that he gets back and actually would then have the full weekend to recover. Yeah, of course. I remember as well in November, I believe it was, we had the most amount of players scoring goals in an international break ever. So our team will be busy during the international, during the international period. So yeah, that is a that is a big point there. Monday gives us just an extra couple of days rest can really make a big difference just to get the side once again adapted to, to England and the, and the football before after playing in the international break. So yeah, that actually could be a big pointer for us. 
Yeah, the uh, referees might not be with Arsenal, but the <laughs> certainly, certainly seems as though it has been. And I think this is this month. I mean, we'll get to it when we look at the table in full. Could be really crucial in terms of the race for top four. But just to recap then on the Arsenal results, we're predicting to come. Bailey reckons a 3-1 win over Watford. I'm saying 2-1. We've both gone by an odd goal win over Leicester City. Bailey 2-1, myself 1-0. Both anticipating a uh, repeat of the Carabao Cup semi-final second leg, a 2-0 defeat at home to Liverpool. Bailey reckons a 3-2 win at Aston Villa. Uh, scoring three goals twice in the space of four games, Bailey. You're very, very optimistic, but I would certainly take it. I reckon 1-1 at Villa Park and likewise 1-1 for myself at Sellers Park and Bailey predicting a defeat for the Arsenal away at Crystal Palace. So I think you've got seven points there for Arsenal, Bailey, and looking mm -hmm. at mine, eight points. So again, looking kind of towards that two-point average, far better than what we've already predicted for Manchester United and West Ham. Absolutely. As I said, I feel like these games will be the... The, this, not the decider, but it will be so important going into the final stretch of the season, the final five games. So I feel like these games here are important. Arsenal, they know what they need to get. They know what they need to, they, they know what they need to do to get the win. So hopefully that will be the case. I mean, it is going to be an interesting five games and Arsenal has to take advantage of this. Manchester United have got tough games. Liverpool, um, sorry, West Ham, tough games. Tottenham, tough games. So this is really the time for Arsenal to stamp home and stamp their mark on a top four chances. One of the things as well that we've done through the course of the season since those opening three games is we've got a very good record at stringing wins together. Straight off the back of the City game, we went and won three in a row, Norwich, Burnley and Spurs won three in a row through October into November as well. And more recently in December, won four in a row against Southampton, West Ham, Leeds and Norwich before playing City. Currently on a three-game winning stretch. If we do see off Watford and Leicester, as we're both predicting, that'll be the best run of the season so far. Five wins in a row ahead of taking on Liverpool, who I think coming to the Emirates, it might be more of a challenge than what we are anticipating. But as it is, let's wait and see um, what is going to play out for Arsenal. Finally, then, the last club to predict, Tottenham Hotspur. I have to say that, um, yeah, I... Uh, I would like to predict no points for Tottenham, but that's not <laughs> what we're quite here for. Again, they've uh, they, 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 Tottenham, I find, out of all of the clubs, the hardest to predict the results for because yeah. they go and beat City, they lose to Burnley, and then they go and absolutely wallop Leeds. And I mean, Leeds haven't been in great form, but equally, ahead of the weekend, I was thinking, I just don't know what to, what, what to expect from them. Absolutely, that's me as well. Predict, predicting these results, I was like, oh god, I don't know what Spurs are going to turn up against Brighton. I really feel that they'll flop. Then against West Ham, I reckon they'll be back today. Harry Kane, human song, strong self. So it's really hard to predict the results for Newcastle. But these results are also very difficult, very difficult. Everton difficult. Manchester United away difficult. Brighton they're not on the, they're not in the greatest forms right now, but that will soon start to change. Difficult. West Ham top four race difficult. Newcastle Eddie Howe and a resurgence difficult again. So these games are really tough for New for Spurs. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, they, they they welcome Everton, then a trip to Old Trafford that we've obviously already spoken about. Brighton away to come as well. We've differing views on that. Let's discuss that in a bit. The West Ham game, again, one of those that could be affected by the FA Cup. Spurs are playing Middlesbrough, so it would be likely that they do progress through into the quarterfinals. And finally, before Arsenal go to Sellers Park, Spurs welcome Newcastle United to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I mean, immediately the one that, that jumps off the page there is the contrast we've got in the Brighton result. You're saying 2-0 to Brighton. I'm saying 3-1 Spurs. And that, I suppose, just highlighting the point we've already made. You, you don't know what you're getting from them because Brighton equally can be cagey and tight to beat. But equally, Burnley just went there and absolutely walloped them themselves. 
it literally that is for me that game's unpredictable. If I, I could have put two 0 Spurs instead, I really could have. Like for me, it was a 50-50 decision. I think you can't really predict that game. I think that game will be the surprise result either way. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Right, first up then Everton. I mean, <clears throat> we've already said about Everton that later on in the season it could be difficult to predict, yeah. and they were stubborn and, and tough to to break for Manchester City at Goodison Park. But equally, I think those games away from home they do still have to come to the Emirates later in the campaign as well. That might be where where sides do get a bit of joy out of them. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, right now Spurs they have a great chance against Everton to to beat them on a Monday night as well. The stage will be bumping. I think they will get a late goal. I don't know why I had to see a late goal for Tottenham coming. I reckon Everton will remain stern and strong and then a late lucky goal for someone like Harry Kane. I can just already see it happening in Spurs winning 1-0. See, I've got Spurs unbeaten there. And I've taken into consideration oh, yes. it's, like, it's five games. I, I'm looking at it now, scratching my head, thinking... Uh, secret I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know if they can go five games unbeaten. But, I mean... It's then when you take the games in isolation. I think the, the trip for them on the 12th of March to Old Trafford is going to be huge because Conte has shown signs of combusting so far. Mm. I mean, he's come out in his pre-FA Cup press conference all smiling and joking, saying it's all part of the act type thing. But does he have designs on that Manchester United job? Will he have a point to prove what he feel going mm. to Old Trafford? Look, he might not even be in a job by the time he goes to Manchester United. Yeah, true. Going out with Conte and, Manchester and Spurs at the moment. But yeah, absolutely. I think Conte he thrives off that type of pressure, that type of underdog, that type of, OK, I've got to prove you wrong. I think that's where Conte is in his element. So you are right about that. I reckon Spurs will get a result at Old Trafford. Yeah, right. So looking through it then before we release at our table, you've got Spurs to beat Everton 1-0. I've gone for 2-0 to Spurs, both with a one-all draw at Old Trafford, as already mentioned. Brighton 2, Spurs 0 for you. Bailey, I've gone Brighton to lose 3-1 at home to Spurs. You reckon they'll beat West Ham 2-0. I reckon that'll be a one-all draw. You reckon it'll be a one-all draw for their home game with Newcastle United. And I'm saying Spurs will win that one by two goals to nil. So just quick maths on the spot there. You've got, what, six points for Spurs, I think. And I've gone, I've predicted them, do-do-do, crikey. I've predicted them 11 points, I think, there. Might be wrong, but given them a fair few points there. Yeah, that is right. Anyway, let's look and see what it does for our table then. And you have gone for Arsenal off the back of this run of fixtures in 4.54 points. Four points ahead of Tottenham Hotspur on 50. I've got the Arsenal in the fourth as well. I've actually got a point more for Arsenal on 55, but I've got Spurs with those 11 points moving up into fifth as well. Just two points behind them. We've both got Manchester United in sixth and West Ham in seventh, pretty much on identical points as well. And that really showing that those two sides who start in fourth and fifth at the moment, we're really expecting to, to fall away and Arsenal to come on strong and this the month really where all of a sudden, People on the outside, of, of, and we've even been saying it as well, Arsenal might be favourites now. All of a sudden, from going from the, the, the hunters to the to the hunted, might well change the, the mindset. Absolutely, it should do. If we, for example, my, if mine or your predictions are spot on, then we are favourites. We really are favourites. We have a game in hand as well. You just don't know what can happen. Nine games after this left. It will be interesting to see. It will be tight. It will be very tight. We will drop points towards the end of the season and Spurs will gain points. Manchester United will gain points and they will lose points as well. So it really is an unpredictable race. But we just got to hope we remain, remain composed. If we, re if we remain composed, we will get the win. We will get top four. We just got about, it's just got to get the wins. That's what it is. Get the wins. Take each game as it comes and just, just keep going, just keep going and keep going. 
Well, equally, if you bear in mind, the others all might have their FA Cup weekend round yeah. and are wiped out. We will effectively have have played our games in hand, albeit it won't be the matches that at the moment we're saying are the games in hand. But we will have played pretty much there or thereabouts the same as everyone and could find ourselves actually with the points on the board in a far more advantageous position than, than what actually even these predictions are showing right now. We must also very, very much underline and, and caveat that this is should the Arsenal squad all stay fit. Oh, that is crucial. For me, Lacazette as well must stay fit. Players like Lacazette, Smith Rowe, we need him back. We saw, yes, the Wolves, the win against Wolves was excellent, but Smith Rowe sometimes has that kind edge which we do miss in the squad. Finis is key. Gabriel staying fit is key. Thomas Party key. Uh, Ramsdale key. Yes, fitness is so important. But we have been good in the second part of the season, so let's hope it stays that way. Yeah, certainly. Well, that's what we've got then. Arsenal, after this batch of fixtures, in fourth place, where they want to be come the end of May. We'll have to wait and see if that is how it will play out even going into April and towards the final furlongs in the season. We'll be back throughout the course of the season. I've enjoyed getting stuck into that, Bailey. Let's hope we've not jinxed the Arsenal and that everything will go plain sailing. It won't be as easy as we predict, I'm sure. It never is with Arsenal. But uh, we want to get your guys' thoughts as well. Do put them in the, the comment box. We will take a look through those. We've really enjoyed the amount of engagement these predictor streams have brought along. And uh, the only thing that, that hasn't been so great so far is, Bailey, is uh, the, the egg on our faces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah in terms of everything then thanks for for joining us and uh yeah it's uh continuing on down the arsenal way as we here on the channel look to continue to bring you plenty of content but as ever keep following us down oh,